Welcome to Filmmaker's Feedback, a program brought to you by Film Scoring Tips. I am Giovanni Rotondo and I will be your host for this series. The episodes are available as podcasts on all the major platforms and in video form. Make sure you visit filmscoringtips.com to find more info about that. The mission of this show is to better understand the relationship between filmmakers and composers and to find ways to increase one's chances creating long-lasting professional bonds. In today's episode, filmmaker Fraser Brown and I will discuss various topics, such as the most important info to include in a composer website and whether or not cold emails could be beneficial. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Fraser, thank you so much for coming to the show. I'm good very happy you. to have you. Yeah, happy to be here, my friend. Very um, good. So the show's name is Filmmakers Feedback. We talk with filmmakers. Filmmaker is a very broad, has a very broad uh, range of meanings. What do you do? Uh, well, <clears throat> I'm a producer and an actor mostly. Uh, I started the business as an actor, as you know, and I. Um, have sort of gravitated more to producing. Uh, I don't like boxes. I don't like labels necessarily. Uh, I like the term filmmaker. I like the term creative producer. Um, I am a creative first and foremost. That's 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 the most important thing. Whether that's <clears throat> as an actor, whether that's assisting um, a writer to develop a script, or whether that's actually on set. You know, uh, once we're up and running, it, creatives. That's what that's what drives me. But I guess most of what I do would be would be producing these days. Cool. Would you go looking for a composer bound to the genre your project is um, in, or would you just look for composers, even if they're marketed as a multi-style? Uh, if we were starting from a clean slate and saying, okay, we've got no um, preconceived ideas about who we might want to work with, which is often how it starts, or mm -hmm. someone said, oh, you know, this person did a great job on that form, you should talk to them. If we're just starting with a clean slate and it was a genre, uh, that the project is a genre that has, as all genre, has certain requirements that you have to have. to have. But let's say it's something more like thriller or, or horror um, where there are really specific um, tropes that, it, that, that the music needs to... Um, you know, needs to hit, then, then yeah, I think we, we would start with a, with a specific search or someone that's, uh, that's specialising in that area. But I've got to say, it's, I mean, the search starts with credits mm -hmm. in a way rather than, you know, yeah, it starts with, with produced credits as opposed to someone who's just, just trying to work in, in, in that area or something. So, so this, this gives me... A nice segue to, to the next question. When you check a, a person's uh, website, for instance, a composer's website, you have the menu of the website. What do you hit first? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I think I think uh, ease of use and navigation is the is the main thing. Uh, we're all super time poor. If I'm actually taking the time to look at a composer's website and perhaps listen to some 
some material that hasn't been sent to me. There's a specific demo. I've got, you know, that that, that in itself is quite a, I've, I've allocated quite a, you know, specific piece of time. That's quite a big deal even to just make that time in my day to, to actually do that, to do all the things that I have to do. And so therefore, it's just make it really quick, make it, make it, what make should it be, easy to find. What should be most prominent on the page? What's, what, what is the first thing you want to see? Uh, let, me, let me find links to the work that I can listen to. So, so make it really easy to listen to examples of work. And, I, and I'd much rather look at, you know, a trailer for a finished piece of work than just music cues without pictures, for example. And so you I, prefer I would visual? Mu- yeah, I'd much rather have a visual reference. For, for, for me, it's all, I mean, all, all it is for me is, is how evocative the music is, mm-hmm. how, how much it, you know. So I need to see it, I really need to see it with pictures or at the very least need, need to know the... Would you prefer to have a, a five-minute showreel with a variety of, you know, scenes with visual and music on, or would you rather have control over what you watch? Like, I want to... No, I like, I like the idea of a showreel. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I think a collection, you know, a showreel with a, with a collection that shows a range, just as a contrasting example, it, let's say it's on a showreel, how the composer approached a... a composition for an investigative journalism documentary is interesting to me it's not particularly relevant necessarily but it, it, there's something interesting about about that as it speaks to their creative process and their and their choices uh, even if it's not, it's not directly relevant to the thing that I'm you get a sense of the, of, the ra- of the range of the extended range yeah. of the yeah. flexibility I mean, vers- versatility is, is the website of a composer the first thing you go look for when you are given what you are given a name or a suggestion or do you no it's probably it's probably credits I'd probably more likely to, to to I mean I use IMDB Pro a lot so that that would be my first sort of place I would look and see what what films they've done on there mm-hmm. uh, and then I would probably go to the website after that would you look at the awards section of IMDB at all um Yes, I guess so. There's very few awards that really mean a great deal to me. Can you think of a couple for for composers, of course? Well, uh, it starts with the Academy Awards. Okay. <laughs> so you have very low standards, right? Uh, um, <laughs> what I mean is, I mean, you know, maybe a, maybe a national level award. It's, uh, you, know, um, you know, an Italian best film score you know for for your work let's say i might look and say oh, okay that that i don't know that award but anything you know or maybe a festival that i know let's mm-hmm. say it, it was awarded something at a fe- at an a-list festival even a, a b-list festival that i recognize okay that that's that's but it that's something that i would that i would um put some value on outside if i don't know the festival it's meaningless to me um and and it's not to say that's not i just don't i have no context with which to to judge that and and there are a lot of awards it's, i mean it, almost everyone has some award on their of course imdb so there's a big commerce around yeah, around that that's, that's right that's, and i'm sure many composers are tempted to give in to the to, to, yeah. to the yeah. practice of paying for getting yeah yeah these things on so so i'm, I'm very interested in 
whether or not it pays out. I certainly wouldn't bother paying for an award. I think. I mean, if you get it, if you sit, if you get awards, then of course put put them up. I w- I just wouldn't put a lot of I wouldn't put a lot of value on them in terms of whether it's going to get you any work. Mm-hmm. So the website, the credits, they break the ice. The demo seals the deal. Is it is it correct? No, I don't think the demo would seal the deal. I think the demo is the next step. So let's let's assume we've had a recommendation or we're on the website and we want to go further and and so then I would send the script and ask for a demo, ask for a literally a, a first response, just just whatever your response is and and it, it's not even necessarily asking the composer to, to even do a demo, although almost always, in fact, almost always they would. But if a composer came back and said, I, you know, I, I drew this, it made me draw this sketch of okay. my childhood, right, and then was able to talk about that, so then I would that would be a legitimate response. So, that, so the know. next stage is a conversation. So the next stage is a face-to-face conversation where we just respond to the material and we talk about it. What that normally involves is a, dem- a demo. Most composers will respond, which you would, which is sort of logical. Their creative um, output is, is through music. So they would respond by composing a theme or, 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 or finding something, if they're very experienced, something that they wrote for, for another project that didn't make the final card or maybe it did make the final card. Or I just and, and so they would respond in whatever way and I have no kind of expectations about that. What what that is? I just we just want the person to respond organically and truthfully and creatively, and then a conversation about that response. And normally, that's we sit and listen to the music, and they say, "Well, you know, I mean, I this is something I did for this project ten years ago, and I really loved it, but it didn't make the cut." And listen to it, and I think thematically it's really interesting for that part. And then the, the you know end of the first act when such and such happens, they'll have a listen, and you go, "Wow." Like I say, it's totally wrong in terms of the actual composition, but there's something in the essence of that music that you go, yes, I, you know. Um, and then we have a conversation. But likewise, if, if the person said, look, it reminds me of this, this Picasso painting, and here it is, and it spoke to me about, you know, this idea of being a human or this idea of being a father, and I feel like that's the kind of, we, we need to, we need to bring that emotionality into the score at this point. Then you go, well, yeah, great. It, it, it's about that conversation. That it's, it sparks a creative conversation that ultimately is about the themes of the of the film uh, and about the possibilities of of where the score can go um, and what the score can help the film to articulate and to evoke as a response in an audience. Have you ever fired the composer? No, no. So that means maybe we're doing something right in that in that process. Yeah, I, I would say yeah. No. Probably it's it's um, the work done before pays out. Yes, yeah. yes. It's very hard to fire composers because you always come in at the last at the at the end of the process, and we're out of money by then anyway. So it's really hard to <laughs> fire. You're very lucky, actually. Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> well, that's probably it's, it's, it's a tiny element of truth to that. Uh, you're generally out of money by the time you're paying the composer. They're one of the last elements. So. Mm-hmm. But no, I, 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 um, I would hope not to fire a composer. A friend of yours says, this guy is new, but he's very good. Would you consider this person? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I think the... The real question, the real issue there is around 
is the is the composer's experience or lack of experience sort of commensurate with the level required for the film, both in terms of what is the budget, the scale, the scope of the film, what is at stake um, for the producer and the director, um, and and are they roughly kind of similar? <clears throat> in other words, on a lower budget project or a, or a short film or something, then obviously it's easier to justify taking a risk because that's what you that's essentially what you're doing. Right. Um, on a bigger, more complex project, it's it's just much harder. And again, it's about justifying taking a risk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you, for example, when when you and I worked together, it was a you know that was a low budget film and and uh, or a micro budget film really. And while we had some more experienced composers that were, you know, that we had worked with in the past, and I'm sure we, you know, would have been keen to to do it. Mm-hmm. Paolo, the director, and I had a had a you know we had a frank conversation about it. This isn't, you know, we this is a big opportunity for us. We should be giving other people an opportunity as well, um, and. That for me, that was a perfect example where your, and I guess this this speaks to another point that we should talk about, which is your willingness to go above and beyond to really say, okay, you know, this is a big opportunity uh, to really put your heart into the, into the, into the work at an early stage. And it was not so much about money and, that made all the difference, you know. We were able to we were able to have a conversation to say, well, you know, Giovanni's living on the other side of the world, and you know, he's not doesn't have as many. He's, no one knows him in New Zealand, and he doesn't have as much credits as this person. But boy, he wants this, and he wants this opportunity, mm-hmm. and is willing to work for it. And then the thing that that clinched it, you know, more than anything, is your initial responses to the work. Right. Given those two things, we, those base things, we were willing to take a, you know, to, to take a risk, let's say. Right. But it was your responses to the work that, as as we just talked about, the, the kind of creative responses, the thematic kind of right at script, early script stage, when even locked script, and you were responding and writing themes. You know, just just I just creative responses that that. Yeah, were, that, were, were brilliant, you know, and that not not necessarily. I don't know whether any of them actually. I can't remember whether any of those are very initial responses or even elements of them ended up in the film. But it was just very a, little, I think, at the end. But but I I remember now that I'm I'm starting to, to draw patterns from what you're saying, and I remember we had conversations even without music at the, the very beginning, mm. just about what the story felt for me and secondary themes that that weren't on the page necessarily, mm-hmm. but that I started thinking of and, and, and characters that I wanted to link together, things that maybe weren't obvious from the script itself, but yes, yes. we had a conversation about the story and about the uh, things that are beyond the music mm-hmm. and the visuals and the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the alchemy. Maybe, so, so I'm, I'm guessing... That's what I played right in that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do you think a composer should invest any time in building a social 
network presence for work, like a Facebook page with, with posts or Twitter, or do you, as a producer, as a filmmaker, ever go to a composer's social pages? The short answer is I think, yes, it's valuable. Uh, and I think creatives, artists uh, should have a, have a profile and curate their profile if, if it feels right for them. That's not that I'm, I'm choosing my words carefully because I also want to say that if it's not that that y you have to commit to it and do it properly. You're better off to not be on it at all than to do it than to do it sort of half pie. Mm -hmm. And I thought I think it's also it's it's got to it's got to feel right. You, you know you have to <clears throat> you have to want to do it. You have to want to kind of put yourself out there and do it in a curated, uh, honest way. Um, that is right for your brand, and then I think it is is valuable. Do you receive many emails and calls and and, and people stopping you in the street <sighs> and saying, "Please hire me"? I do. Yeah, I do. I, I get a lot of emails, particularly before markets like can. <clears throat> uh, the by far the most common unsolicited emails are from composers by by a long way, by probably two or three to one. Oh my god. Yeah. I thought I thought it was bad but not yeah. Not that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's writers after that. Do you think there is one right way to get in touch with yeah. you for instance yeah. if I you don't know me as a composer I maybe I I know you maybe I like your yep. previous work how can I try to start a conversation with you? I, I think it's pretty easy, actually. It's, 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 it's about research and specificity. So if you're going if, if I'm going to likely to respond to someone that I've never met, whether, whether they're a writer or, or director or composer, the only, the only uh, thing that would get my attention is if someone was, had done their homework and was really specific and they sent me an email that said something like, hey, Fraser, you don't know me. Um, and it's, it needs to be really brief, you know, like, uh, You're probably busy, so I'm going to keep it really brief. I really like such and such. I like what you, the work that you've done, or I'm interested. I don't even have to like it necessarily. But I'm, I'm really interested in this particular work. I hear you're doing this kind of project. Um, uh, something really specific to make me go. This person has chosen to send this email to me, not just a blanket. I want to work with anyone who'll give me a job. But I like what you've done, or I like the the projects that you're doing, or, or this particular, I hear you're doing uh, this Scandi Noir project, I'm really interested in this, I used to live in uh, Iceland, uh, or it's always been on my, I know a whole lot of stuff about Iceland, I love Icelandic composers, I've got some really interesting thoughts, um, I don't know, it's got to be something really specific. Makes sense. That, that, that you go, wow, okay, this person knows their stuff, or this person has a particular passion for what we're doing, or... You know, if someone said, I watched such and such a film and I absolutely loved it, it moved me to tears and it made me a better dad or it made me go home and hug my mum and that's the most profound thing I've ever seen and I want to help be part of giving that experience to someone else, I'd give that person the time of day. It's the blanket kind of form letter, you know, that gets sent out with a links to show reels in it and things that I just, I just, I'm just not going to... Bother at all. Um, uh, you know, I'm thinking yeah. of the yeah. concept of 
being the right person at the right moment? What's the right moment? Well, that's really hard. It's there is absolutely the short answer is yeah, there's a right moment. Knowing what that right moment is is almost impossible because it's different on each project. Um, okay. Not fundamentally different, but it, it can be different on each project. Let's say, and what's right for me might not be right for another producer or director and so it's really really hard to know but certainly you can get it wrong and there are things you know that probably sending it too early or too late is the obvious ones sending it way too early when when you're not you're just not thinking about those elements um is a mistake, but it's also very hard for a for a composer to know what's too early. It's, it's externally you don't know what where the project is really at, particularly as you start to, uh, you know, as a, as you start to to leak information publicly, as you know what I mean. Maybe you maybe you do the initial IMDb listing, or maybe there's an announcement um, uh, in the trades. It's just really hard to know. So I, I don't know, yeah, but there is a right, there is a right time, and the and the right time is, is when the producer and, the, and director are, are thinking about it. Unfortunately, you just don't you just don't know when that is going to be. Do you, as a producer, like or hate when a composer proposes new things on the fly? Like, for instance, um, the, during the spotting session, there there has been uh, a, a roadmap drone mm -hmm. and then the composer tries different things and, and, and brings fresh ideas down the road. Is it something you like or I is love it, it something yeah. I love it. That's the process. I mean that, that's the process. You're right, you know, that's uh you, you make all these plans and then you know and then the, the creative the genius, the creative alchemy is is in knowing when when to just let go of that plan and go with that instinct and go go that direction. So yeah, yes, absolutely. I would say with that though, there is a time for all creative parts of the, the process. There is a time for that, and then there is a time where it's too late uh, for that. And knowing when that is is just sometimes difficult, and sometimes it becomes a conversation. You know, because my idea of when it's too late will be different to yours, and you know we can have a debate about that. So, but but instinctively, yeah. If you if you feel if you feel compelled to go in a different direction or something and absolutely go for it i mean that's the creative genius i've got a bit of a surprise for you you're not aware oh, look of what is about to happen look out you don't want to make me beatbox again eh i think you're on the right <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna play a little snippet <laughs> So, so this is you beatboxing ah. gradually, I must say. Ah. It's, and it was your first, was it your first time ever beatboxing on a? Yeah, I was so outside my comfort zone. I have to say, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was just. Okay. Uh, but the fact you are here now means you had fun, and you know, is it, or, or did, you, did you did you hate it? No, I did have fun, but I was really. I've got to say, I was really outside my comfort zone. I mean, I like being outside my comfort zone. I. I um, 
in 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 lots of ways, so lo- lots of areas in my life. But um, yeah, music musically, that was that was so this was confronting. Just to give some perspective, this was during uh, we were recording a piano and a few wind instruments and uh, boys singers mm. for the score of Orphans and Kingdoms, and. Um, we had some spare studio time, basically, mm. and and I thought a track was missing some human elements. Yeah. And so I asked you to to beatbox, and it, and it was like like out of the blue, like that not really something I had planned or I had told you about before. And Paolo, the director, also I said, "There's a synthy voice," but but you. I thought he did a better job. You know, Paolo is much braver, I think, creatively than I am. And, and I also his like part he... is a little bit more inside the mix. Yours was really on the face of, you know, it's, it's very <laughs> evident. But you, you did a great job. It, it sounds great. Uh... Um, but yeah, this was one of these moments where an idea mm-hmm. uh, came into my mind and I wanted to try it. So... Yeah, do, do you think at the end this paid out for the score? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I absolutely love the score for that for that film. I think one of the things I like about it is that it's unexpected. It, it's, you know, uh, it, it's not a, it stands out amongst New Zealand film as a, as a, as a score that, you know, it, it stands out. It's, it's unique and it adds a level of sophistication and worldliness to that film that it otherwise wouldn't have. And I'm sure that that's, well, that is what you bring to the process. It's what, and I think it's what the, what we allowed the process um, to bring to the film by being open to ideas, by by letting you bring your kind of essence to it. Uh, and I think the film and the score is is better as, as a result. Is there one thing a composer should never do when working with you? A composer that is attached to the project. Is there one thing that you would hate dealing with um i don't like it when when creatives just in, initial reaction is no right even if if every fiber of your being says it's a bad idea the instant reaction no i'm not doing that just makes me go well you're not open to the idea mm-hmm. um if you can't convince me that it's a bad idea then it's not a bad idea right if you can convince me musically or just by speaking then i get it i think the So the thing that you should never do is is have a storm off, right? Like you can have those, a heated heat. Go, right. Fuck this! I'm out of here and slam the door. Okay. I look if, if it gets so heated that we have to go. You know what? I need to stop this conversation. I'm really going to get pissed off. Let's have a let's. I need some fresh air. Let's talk in 10 minutes and go outside. Fine. You know, I've had some pretty heated conversations, but just a blank a blanket no, or a a tantrum and a storm off is not cool. I hope you're enjoying the show. Please visit filmscoringtips.com to find additional resources for this episode. Look for the area labeled Labs if you would like to help us shape our content in the future and to send us tracks that we will review with our guests on future episodes. To find more about this and to understand what I mean, stick around for the next segment. I've asked you to share with uh, the audience of the show a, a small story or a, uh, an excerpt, excerpt from a script mm-hmm. you were working on and you did very kindly send um, a text that I shared on uh, film scoring tips um, and we had a few submissions that I think are great. We will 
listen to them in a minute. Can you first read the script for me? The, sure. The text for you? Sure, sure, sure. <clears throat> Exterior shipyard Reykjavik at dawn. A commercial wharf in Reykjavik Harbour. Spring. A large fishing vessel is on the dry dock being repaired. In the distance, the ominous snow-covered cliffs of Vidi Island. A welder on the ship casts a flickering light. Cut to the fishing vessel. A massive winch is being craned through the air. Two workers steer it with ropes towards a hole in the ship's deck. Kristen, drinking coffee, examines a set of structural diagrams. He looks up as the winch eases down. A worker. How are we doing, Kristen? Kristen's phone rings. The workers strain to guide the winch. Kristen motions left with his hand, then answers the phone. He can't hear Kristen's conversation, but after a beat, his face twitches and his eyes close, and then the phone and the coffee tumble from his hands. Worker. Kristen? Kristen collapses to his knees. The winch slams into the hole. The welder stops and flicks his mask up. Kristen tips his head up to the pale sky. Pain. We pull back. Kristen is small on the huge ship. Title up. The Fox Hunter. There was a very short set of instructions. I asked you to uh, to give the composers. Shall I read that as well? Please do. I'm interested in the initial creative response from the composers based on how the scene or moments within the scenes make them feel. I'm not looking for a polished score for the scene as that needs to come from a collaboration. Track length max, one minute, 30 seconds. The first track I'm going to play is by Roman Kesso. And um, I promised all the... Uh, members of the audience that participated that the the selected tracks um, were will go on the on the show and I will um, show their website on, on screen and mm -hmm. romance website is jszmusic.net. So if you like what you hear next should we do a critique at the end of the of the of the composer's websites too are based on our conversation <laughs> that would be a little mean would, wouldn't it? We'll go yeah, through and break the awesome. website. <laughs> You didn't ask great. me my, what my what my what the thing I hate on. It's actually all websites, but particularly composers' websites, is when music starts automatically. Oh, that's uh, that's actually the same thing that um, our previous guest. I really said. dislike it. It's not just yes. composers; any website. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, the imposed. Yeah, like give me an option. Certainly, if it's an atmospheric website, right. or composers' website, just give me a little pop up. Do you want some music? with us on or off sometimes mm -hmm. I'll put it on but I just hate the thing that you put it on no right? autoplay that's very interesting yeah. that you uh, at the end of this series I'd like to to draw uh, a set of do's and don'ts about websites so mm -hmm. this is this is shaping to be a definite don't yeah 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 I think so <laughs> cool <clears throat> all right so this is romance take
Okay, this was Bromance, Romance Kessod's piece. Are we going to listen to the other one as well at the same first, or do we want to talk about this one? I, you, if you don't mind talking, you know, assessing one by one, yeah, I think it's sure, more. Sure, sure, sure. Well, my first comment actually is really interesting listening to. I'm, I'm, I. It's for me way too. It missed the, actually the the essence of the scene. Uh, it's, I hear the kind of traditional, I guess Western style strings in there. That when I close my eyes and listen to it, I, I see perhaps London city or an American city. Uh, um, I didn't get a sense of the the atmosphere of Reykjavik Harbour, the coldness of Reykjavik Harbour. There is a warmth to the to the string writing, yeah. Absolutely, I, I agree with you. absolutely. That I think is so. I think what Roman was doing, the what where he did, where his instinct is, is in part on the money. Is that there's a obviously he's detecting that clearly there's something big emotionally going on for. Kristen in this scene mm -hmm. and I think that's what this the strings are signposting it feels a little bit too signposted and probably um, lacks the as I said it lacks the atmosphere that I think the the scene sets up uh, I did like the metal sounds in the percussions yep. that that gave me that was the one element that Linked me to the to the script yep. to the yep. boat to the if we if we were if Rome was here and we were riffing mm -hmm. on Kano, I would say let's let's push that further let's explore mm -hmm. where that where that can go let's let's push it to the extreme and, and then we can pull it back from there but getting a sense of that <clears throat> industrial um, heavy metal um, there's a there's a weight and a, a weightiness to that to this to the boat to the to the machinery, this is big, heavy, kind of, and of course, that that echoes what's what's happening for Kristen in the scene, or what you know, his his right, he's discovering. So he got the emotion for what, what's going on for Kristen, and we would push that. I would say maybe the strings are the wrong the wrong way to do it, but let's explore that. Mm -hmm. You know, he he got that, and, and maybe let's, let's play with the there's there's a lack of build to that moment too. So the scene doesn't start with that. There's not we're we're instantly in the melancholy right. of the strings. But actually what's important in the scene is that it's day-to-day, -day, it's normal, and that's where I think setting up the atmosphere of the scene, the heaviness, the, the Reykjavik, you know, and then something's got to change mm -hmm. because he has a phone call and we, he discovers some bad news. So there's a change there, so, that, yeah. you know. So you, you would want that uh, storytelling in the music as well, a little bit more. Yeah. But but again, we we could. This is, this where is a we great conversation. We were, this yeah. is yeah. That, that's how you do it. Yeah. That you you start a conversation. Yeah. Thank you, Roman, for sending the piece, and we are gonna listen to Adam Price's piece now. Adam Price uh, has shared his website, which is adampricecomposer.com.
This was Adam's piece. Yes, if you want to jump right in. Yeah, so that interesting, this piece. So right, at, it, it instantly, I think, Adam was much closer to the atmosphere of the scene at the start. I immediately felt like we were in, or could be in Reykjavik, and there was a just a sense of, of cold and heaviness that I think the scene needs. I really liked the bass kind of rumble that you hear a little bit or fe even feel through there becomes really, uh, it, it, it just, it, it gives it a quality that is, takes me out of my head and, and kind of, I feel a bit, little bit more in my body and my, in my gut, which, which is, I don't know, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to explain, but that's, it's a, it's a heavy, it's just a kind of a heaviness and a, a groundedness and a, a weightedness that, that is really helpful to the scene. Um, I think the, the, so the choral kind of music was, was interesting, or if that's the, the right, this was, on the one hand, it feels completely wrong for the scene, but at the same time, I like it. I like that he went there. Uh, I, I really, you know, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's right, but I, but I, oh, it's too early to say whether it's right or wrong, but I really like that he went there as something that's completely unexpected for me in what I, in terms of what I had in my head. Um, and it's something that we, that we could look at exploring it. It doesn't instinctively feel right, but if he was here right now, I'd want to know what his kind of motivation was for, for that. Why, why? What was it that made him go there? And what, what was he? What was he trying to say? I'm interested to know what uh, his interpretation of what's happening for Kristen in this moment. What what's going on on the phone? What's been just said? What is it? So it's it it's an interesting process because you have no context. Obviously, if you read the script, the full script, which you would normally send before before doing a demo like this, you have the full context that people people know. They would know exactly what that news is, um, uh, but but I think it's kind of interesting to to hear what the what his interpretation would be. Yeah, in a way, this could become, you know, I, I'm offering you a new way of working with composers in the future. <laughs> tell tell them just a little bit about the story and then see where because maybe you never know that. Yeah, this this might be very contrasting with what is going on with the character. Yeah, but maybe this contrast. It's something you want to explore, and you know, doing this kind of operation can can bring those experiments alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I must say, I loved the sound quality of both pieces. Mm -hmm. um, the production is is very, 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 very high. I don't know how how much they are virtual instruments or real instruments, but that, is this something that? matters matters to you when assessing music do you do you want to hear sounds that are that sounds like finalized uh no. ready or not at this process not at this okay. part of the process you don't care too much about i'd it. i would no i would much rather um uh, it, it's quick prototyping do you know what i mean in, a, in an industrial sense I, I would much rather a quick response that's unfinished that 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 we can riff on mm -hmm. i I would like to to think that at this level, that we've done enough, um, we've done enough work and, and to to be able to 
as, as a producer, and I assume I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the director would normally, you know, the director would normally be here. Certainly on this project, he, he would be here, and we'd be we'd be talking. And we know the language enough to to listen to something that's only just half cooked and, and imagine where it can get to. We don't have to have finished instruments and a fully polished sound mix. And I'm much more interested in the in the response, the quick responses. And the That's a instinctive reaction. Thank you very much to everyone who submitted their music. Um, we only had time for these two today, but please keep watching the um, the Facebook page for the next episodes and keep submitting music. Uh, this is a very nice learning experience for everybody involved. Um, Fraser, before we part ways, uh, is there one? particular piece of advice you would like to give to our audience, to, to the composers that are tuning in? Wow, one, one piece of advice. I, I think for me, it, it's, about, it's about doing. Like if you're going to, and I, this applies to any creative, whether it's a writer or a director or a composer, or, it, you've, you've just got to do it, right? Uh, whether someone's paying you or not, you've got to do it. You've got to be showing your work. So if you're going to send, send a cold email I don't want a long you know long email with a story about da, da, da. if you can send me something that I can look at and blows me away that's that's that might make all the difference um, it's you've just got to keep you've got to keep working and I think the thing that the thing that underpins that is passion if you love if you love it you know put that passion into your work and it will keep feeding you and uh, but it's the thing I respond to. Like I said, you know, when some, if someone came to me and said I was deeply moved by you, by a certain piece of work and I want to help tell that, that speaks, that's why I do this. And that's why I think we should all do it, is that human experience that we have when we listen or watch something that's great. That's what should mo motivate you, not winning awards and not kind of being, being, a, being famous, but wanting to... to to improve the planet, actually wanting to improve human nature, wanting to, to wanting to help, you know, uh, change someone's life in some tiny way by something they see and experience, like that's the thing. I don't know what it, it's kind of as I try to say, sort of follow you, follow your passion but that, that's what motivates me that that's always speak from from uh, or create from that place uh, and and you kind of can't go wrong do you know do you know what I mean because yeah. then then actually you're still feeding your own soul and 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 you also project uh, positivity out out of yourself not naturally if you I think if you channel those yeah things you just described and and so this will help all the relationships yeah in uh, that that are involved with the process of making a film score and a, a film scoring career yeah 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 this and is a beautiful beautiful yeah. advice thank you for giving it and i think it's the perfect uh, uh note to end the, this episode i'm very happy to have you on the show and uh, thank you so much for coming hey it's a pleasure man it's really great to have been here and i'm glad the timing worked out cool yeah i'll see you soon very good ciao that's our show for today amazing guests are joining me on the next episodes 
One way to be updated on the podcast's programming is to like and follow our Facebook page. Type facebook.com slash filmscoringtips on your browser to find it. Now go create something special. I'll see you soon.